Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibs, and my guest today is the Athletic Supervisor for Frederick County Public Schools, Mr. Kevin Kendro. And Kevin, always uh, an honor and always uh, fun to be able to to chat with you and, and catch up on what's going on with the athletics in, in Frederick County Public Schools. Likewise, Steve, as um, you and I always discuss, this is kind of one of my favorite events of the year to get to celebrate and talk about all the great things that happened. So we're looking at now, we were just chatting, uh, coming up on 10 years as the athletic supervisor. <laughs> that probably seems like that. So blink of an eye. It is. I, I I can't believe it. I mean, it's been a, it's been a fast, uh, 10 years and, um, a lot has changed and, um, you know, a lot, a lot for the better. We got to go through COVID together, which yep. was very interesting. Yes. Never thought, you know, that that would be something that we'd have to experience, but yeah, I guess time flies when you're you're having fun and um, had a lot of fun the past ten years. A few more gray hairs, maybe. Definitely a few more gray <laughs> hairs. Yeah, one hundred percent. So let's let's talk about this past school year, Kev. Uh, you know, no surprises in the sense that I say that uh, because um, we we've been so consistent here in this county and, and what how our uh, high school athletic teams do uh, throughout uh, the playoffs and in championships. So let's start with the fall season and give us a rundown there on how Frederick County did during the fall. I mean, just again, it's a typical year for Frederick County, well represented at the region and the state level. I mean, we came away with three state team championships with Brunswick boys soccer, Tuscarora boys soccer, and Urbana volleyball. So it just speaks to, you know, we had a team in the you know football state championship. Yep. It just speaks to how well we do each and every year. I mean, FCPS offers every MPSSA sport, and we do well at each and every one of those MPSSA sports. So um, a fun year to be a part of, to um, see the success. And if you look all the way, you know, we have 1A schools to 4A schools, and all of our 10 schools do very well. Indeed, they do, and it's it's pretty it's really consistent year and year out. Looking at the fall, same with the fall season, uh, we're going to have some uh, new head coaches uh, at different schools uh, this coming fall. Yeah, um, you know, and it's going to be they're going to join a great coaching community, and you know, we've already had you know some new coaches. Uh, you know, we have veteran coaches going to new places. We have assistant coaches that are filling in and head. And, and, and as you know, it's kind of like um, a fraternity and a sorority uh, in the coaching. You know, when you're playing against each other, you definitely are, you know, you're trying to, trying to win. But when you're not, you're always supporting each other. So it's exciting that, you know, our coaching community is growing. You know, there's always going to be a little bit of change. But we, you and I have talked about it before. You know, we, we truly believe we have the best coaching staff in the state. And I think that that's going to continue next year. Indeed. And uh, certainly along with that, um you know, another position that you and I know both very well, and that's the athletic directors and what they do. Oh, yeah. Again, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to speak about them because if you get, for those who are listening, if you get the opportunity, you know, please thank your school's athletic director or coordinator of athletics and facilities. Um, you know, it's tough to argue that they're most, you know, they're the first to arrive at the school and the, and the last to leave. And they do a lot of the behind the scenes work that, some people just may, you know, may never know about unless you're in that position. And um, again, just like our coaches, I truly believe we have the best of the best. It's such a team atmosphere. 
And, um, you know, I've, I, it's, it's an honor and a privilege for me to, to work with our, with our 10 athletic directors and coordinators because they are truly dedicated toward their coaches and their student athletes and their communities. Like, like I can't say enough. It's, it's the, the best of the best there. Indeed. So let's go ahead and we'll move on to the winter season. Another uh, mm-hmm. outstanding year uh, with, uh, with the winter sports. Yeah, again, um, well represented on all of our winter sports and uh, Linganore Wrestling, you know, brought home a, a dual meet state championship. Coach Arneson's, you know, building a, you know, continuing and building upon that Linganore program there. Then, you know, two more indoor track and field championships with Catoctin and Urbana High School. You know, both of those programs have really kind of established themselves and a successful year in and year out. But we also had many, you know, numerous, and I wish I would have jotted it down, individual state champions. Right. Um, you know, in the winter time, and folks that made it deep into the playoffs, state runner-up, those type of things. And um, again, it's it's just fun you know, to go to go out and watch. You look at you know, for instance, basketball. The parity this year was unbelievable. We had so many good girls and boys basketball teams, and so again, from top to bottom, um, every sport that we offer, we're well represented, without question. And. Uh, while we're in the winter season, Kevin, another topic that certainly uh, I enjoy and I got a chance to to touch base with some coaches this year, um, and that's the Unified Sports Program. I know that's very dear to your heart. Oh, yeah. Again, every time you and I talk, I love the fact that you give me the opportunity to speak. You know, I believe we are on you're like 11 or 12 of our unified sports program, which is, you know, a combination of our students with and without disabilities competing together as teammates. And, um, you know, had the opportunity there to, you know, go to the tennis state championship, the unified indoor bocce state championship, which is held relatively local here up at Hagerstown community college. And then our unified track and field championships, which are held actually at the same place as the um, MPSSA outdoor track and field championships at the PG sports and learning complex. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's such a great program, you know, friendships are developing that have may or may not have ever developed. We got amazing coaches. Um, and I don't know if you saw, you know, like on Twitter, I'm watching and I'm seeing teams leaving for the unified track and field state championships and the schools having a clap out for them as they're getting on their charter bus. <laughs> and so, you know, yeah. what a great program. I can still remember the first track meet ever, um, it was held at, I was the athletic director, then I was also kind of overseeing unified sports at the time. And it was held at Urbana High School. And it was the spring before the law came into effect. And I just remember that first track meet, the first gun going off and chills, you know, yes. yep, yep, this program is awesome. And you, you probably remember this, Steve. We had Rob Havenstein yes. was um, at Langenor at the time. And he was a unified track and field, you know, partner. Right. And, um, we still we still have that image of him oh. standing next to a little, you know, a, a young lady there, and just both of them having the time of their life. So, yeah, unified sports doesn't get any better than that. And no, it doesn't. And and, and you you talk about the uh, fact that there those friendships and the uh, come together. Uh, you have the it, it and it works both ways for those with 
the disabilities and those without. It really um, brings them together, and they learn more about what it's like. The, the, the kids that have the disabilities get that opportunity to compete and, and uh, win if possible, but to get to compete in, on a, in a team atmosphere. And then the, the kids without disabilities get to r- realize what it is that these y- young people have to go through. Well, you you nailed it. I mean, we're we're learning from each other, and it is just it's such a cool thing to watch. And then yes. you see, you know, you see them maybe in the gym at an indoor bocce, you know, match. But then you turn around, and you see them the next day eating lunch together in mm-hmm. the cafeteria, you know. And that's yeah. what sports are all about. I mean, everyone wants to win, you know, yeah. you know, games and and win trophies and championships, but. As as a you know a former veteran coach that you know you are you know it's it's the bus rides yes. you know what I mean it's the after game meals together mm-hmm. you know it's the team bonding activities it's the goofing off before practice you know <laughs> yes. those are the type of things that you remember without question Kevin uh, I got I got to to see some of that. Uh, I, I don't want to date myself, but uh, I do. I will because I got to see you as a as a player and uh, on those bus rides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I, I still remember those baseball softball yeah. days. We have some stories we probably can't tell them all on well, air. Hey, right, but, uh, exactly. You know, we have some good ones. Yes, <laughs> we do. Indeed, we do. Um, yeah. And so we get to the spring season just completed, and again, mm-hmm. um, great representation in the uh, baseball softball and uh, track and field. Yeah, I mean, I'll start off with TJ Boys Track and Field. Man, you know, really building up a, a great program there, Coach Humphreys, and just the, the sheer numbers that they have and just the excitement, you know, to see, um, you know, they won the county, the conference, the region, you know, and the state. And, you know, combined with them, um, you know, Urbana Girls Track and Field, as we just mentioned, and Catoctin um, Boys Track and Field. I know, I think it was the the news post or someone tweeted out, you know, Frederick County is really good at track and field. And that was a very good statement because, yes, we are. We are very good at track and field. And it was so exciting, you know, to see Frederick High was uh, the boys' runners-up, I believe. Yes. So, you know, we dominated there. Then got the opportunity to, to see you down at, at Maryland. Yes. Um, went to softball championships. Catoctin lost a tough one. You know, one nothing, a really good pitcher's goal. Just one hit, you know, yes. away from maybe a different type of ball game. Um, but then it was uh, we followed game two up, and it was exciting for Coach Houston and, and Urbana softball to win a state championship. Um and I, I still remember their first state championship yep. back in 2011. I was the athletic director at Urbana then. And, you know, man, what, what great coaches and Coach Valentine and Coach Houston. I mean, just we, we have awesome coaches. And, you know, one of my favorite things was to be able to give Frank a hug, you know, on that softball field afterwards. Indeed. And see the smile on his face and all of his uh, young lady's face. And then Urbana tennis. Yeah. You know, Coach Stewart and Coach Walton, you know, right in our hometown of uh, – you know, right, right in Baker Park, they yep. brought home um, another team tennis championship, which is relatively new. It was, I think, it ended up being a three or four way tie, but it's still a state championship. Yes. Um, you know, for them, so it was a good uh, Saturday of uh, state championships for Frederick County Public Schools. And then I do know because I remember um, sharing this number: we had 28 individual spring state championships between track and field and tennis. Wow. 
So, <laughs> that, cool. that speaks volumes, cool. doesn't it? My goodness, you know. Uh, yeah. And you're and you're right. You, there's so many outstanding coaches, and I think one reason why uh, our we have that consistency is because we are very fortunate to have coaches that stick around and the longevity uh, that they have at at one school uh, certainly helps to build those programs. Yeah, I mean, you know, our coaching turnover is is not, you know, we have we have a lot of retention in our coaches. Right. And the other thing that is awesome, and I love to to celebrate it, is, you know, you look at our newer coaches. A lot of them are former FCPS mm-hmm. student athletes. You know, so obviously yeah. our veteran coaches have done something right, and that they want to come and give back, you know, to the school or the community or our county in general. And coach with us. I mean, that's one of my favorite things is to see a former FCTS student athlete coach. Without I mean, question. I absolutely love it. And, and we have a lot of them. And um, it's because of the influence of the folks that coach them. I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to coach baseball, you know, back in the day was, you know, Coach Foyt was my baseball yes. coach. I got to interact with you as a softball coach. Yes. You know, I had all these great coaches and physical education teachers that made me want to get into teaching and coaching when I realized that I probably wasn't going to be the second baseman for the New York Yankees. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, uh, of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, 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 mm-hmm. that was always there front and center for sure. <laughs> and yeah. he kept, you know, and, and, and it's, uh, um, always the idea that, um, the amount of time too that are, that are, that the coaches put in, um, uh, I, well, again, you know, we're we're I'm, I'm preaching to the choir there as far as that goes because um, we're very fortunate up here. Oh, as you always yeah. We we are so fortunate. I mean, what they do preseason, during season, off season, and that's a great segue. Actually, there's some a big time changes for the first time ever this this summer. Um, previously, you know, FCPS and MPSSA member schools really couldn't do any team affiliated you know, type of, of practice, official practices or competitions during the summer. Right. And this is the first year that the MPSSA um, has amended some rules. And actually, our teams are allowed 12 days of summer camps, which are, in essence, summer practices. Um, and so many of our teams are utilizing that option. Now, there's certain, like, rules, like for football, you can't use any, you know, uh, equipment or right. pads, pads or anything like that. It's all non-contact. Um, but they're utilizing that option. They certainly they can imp- have, they certainly can implement the their their offense and defense at least have that done. Yeah, and, and, and um, many of them are taking advantage of it. Sure. And then there's also these new. It's a way to try to bring some of the recruiting for basketball back to the high schools. Um, new events called June Scholastic events, and so many of our well, not many. I say a few of our basketball teams are participating in these MPSSAA slash NFHS, which is the National Federation of State High School Association, uh, June Scholastic Basketball events. So we have a few girls and boys basketball teams that are actually going to be playing this June as, like, Walkersville High School, you know, as Oakdale High School. Now, there's certain parameters that are in place, like graduating seniors aren't able to participate in incoming freshmen, but um, that's new, and it's exciting. Indeed, it is, and you just you take those first steps, Kevin, and you look to see where that may lead. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's you know it's it's a fine balance, you know. Sure. I can't say that like I'm a believer in let's just open everything up because 
you know, <laughs> our coaches also have families, you know, when I mean, we want to give them some designated time where there's just, you know, nothing and they can, you know, spend time with, you know, make sure that they have vacation and family time. But this is just, it's good opportunities to allow everyone to still be part of their high school a little bit longer during the school year. Outstanding. Now, uh, one last topic there certainly has jumped out and has received great uh, participation, at least potential participation, uh, this coming fall for the flag football program. We could not be more excited about adding this new girls sport. It's, it's going to be a piloted program. It's grant-funded by the Ravens and Under Armour. But it has been um, – we're, we're, we're extreme. We think it's going to be extremely successful. We have all of our coaches in place. We have our fall schedule in place. We held the coaching clinic. We held the student clinic where we had 189 girls at Frederick High wow. last Wednesday. And there was nothing but smiles on faces and a lot of athleticism taking place. So we are super excited. Um, because it won't be an MPSSA sport, we have a little bit of leeway. So um, you can mark your calendars for Wednesday, August 30th. Okay. We are going to be hosting a kickoff classic at Frederick High, where all 10 of our um, high schools will bring their girls flag football, and they'll play like an opening game there. We'll have a, an opening ceremony and everything like that. But that way it gives publicity for just that sport before all of our other sports get underway two days later on Friday, September 1st. What? So we got some great things ahead. we got a uniform reveal that's going to be coming up here. Um, so it, it, it's going to be exciting. It's, I've learned a lot about girls flag in the last, you know, three months and actually attended, you know, both the coaching clinic and the student clinic. And it's, it's a fast paced, non-contact sport that is just all about athleticism. Indeed, Everyone's it, eligible to catch the ball. The game moves quickly. We're going to pair it with JV football. And so the majority of the games will be played on the same night. It'd be basically a double header with okay. girls flag and JV football. That's a great idea to to get the the those girls you you know playing in front of pretty uh, not a uh, pretty decent crowd. Yeah, and that's why we're doing it. I mean, we got obviously feedback from our coaches and from student athletes and, and community members and those who you know in other states that have done girls flag because you know the goal is to to make it as successful as possible because we also want to you know we want to do it right so we could potentially lead to you know, participation in other counties across the state. Would you say, Kev, ballpark-wise, maybe a couple of years down the road it, it could become a sanctioned sport? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what that exact is. There's certain rules, like you have to, I believe it's like 80 MPSSA member schools right. have to have it. So, But um, I know I've talked to many of my colleagues, and they're very interested. We're going to be inviting them out to the kickoff classic and the various things. And the support that we've been given from the Ravens is is – it's just awesome, um, you know, get the opportunity. Um, Kim Ferguson and Adam Rudell, those are our two main contacts. They're on our flag football committee. We've met down at their Owens Mills facility many times. Whatever they need, whatever we have needed, they have provided. So, you know, the Baltimore Ravens, Under Armour, USA Football, and Frederick County Public Schools all want to see this go really well because, you know, we want to expand. So, you know, Girls across the state and across the country will get this opportunity as well. Well, Kev, it certainly uh, sounds exciting, and uh, why you can get um, ready to to see these new things take place as as each year the, the new um, 
programs, new ideas come into fruition, and and it just makes athletics so much better uh, for all our kids. Uh, I want to take the time to thank you for uh, today. We're uh, we're running out of time, as you know, it takes it goes by quickly. Mm-hmm. But it goes I, by real quickly. Yeah, yeah. but. I certainly appreciate you taking the time, continued success, uh, and, and, and leading the, uh, athletics here in Frederick County public schools. Kevin, it's always a pleasure, uh, to, uh, talk with you. And I certainly want to thank you for your time and, and enjoy the, uh, the summer as best you can. <laughs> I appreciate it, Steve. Yeah. It's, it's time to, you know, we, we remind our coaches and athletic directors to try to do the same, you know, when you can, you know, get some downtime, take some me time, but, I want to thank you for, you know, your support, your for all that you did when you were a coach and athletic director, your support now and in, in your role of promoting high school sports. And while I got the opportunity, I'll take five more seconds to thank our parents and community members. There's not a county in the state that values high school athletics more than Frederick County. And, you know, that combined with the best coaches in the state are why we're so successful. We have communities that support high school athletics, value it, and we have the best coaches. Couldn't say it any better, Kev. I certainly appreciate your time again and, and continued success. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. You've been listening to Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibbs, and we'll see you next week.